What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! Forever Dog So we live in a in a franchise world. You know? Yes, that's true. <laughs> Where any movie that's successful is almost certainly going to become a franchise at some point. Um, yeah. Pretty much nothing safe. <laughs> yes, that's true. It is really hard to get a franchise off of a brand new IP, though. So that's, you know, kind of cool. I mean, the other thing that's funny about this is what is is when they expect their movie to be a franchise, but then it doesn't do yeah. well. I love you when know? that happens, though. Let it, let it. Because my thing is, like, you just make a good movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And then if it works out, it's like, okay, cool, we got more. But, like, people always are trying to, oh, watch this movie. But I'm telling you, wait till that next one right. comes. That's going to be, man, that's right. the movie. Like, it's the, I don't know. Oh, please. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking yet. It's, you, it's you the totally care. <laughs> it's the pinnacle of, like, thinking about movies as product yes. instead of entertainment. You know what right. I mean? It's just like, that is strictly Egghead just being like, well, if we move three units of entertainment this year, it's we'll like, be in no, the red. Man, you give me some good. Give me <laughs> some, to me, it's like your movie should be classic. You should be going for, I want this to be a classic. And if I get a chance to make more, great. But when people are like, like, I love when the when Paul Feig was like, no, we're not making another Bridesmaids. Like, there's no way to top this movie. Like, we did it. We did it. Like, and, and they have it. I know. It might it must be so hard. I feel like you have to be, I mean, it's, I mean, even the, even a Paul Feig level type of person in Hollywood, it's still hard for them to say no, because there's just like this automatic money that's attached to it. And then I know we were talking about with this, with the matrix revolutions, revolutions or revelations, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Revolution. Shoot. What is it called? Resurrections. Resurrections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was called matrix new day i don't know what the hell it was called <laughs> what's, that movie. what's a, it's called resurrections nope I, okay resurrections, resurrections. Yes. yeah 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 the wachowskis i mean they they put this into the movie where they're basically like oh the because wb owned the ip technically they are going to make it without them no matter what and so i think only one of them made it i forgot which yeah one. well the other one was straight up like no thanks yeah and then one of them was like well I'd rather be involved Which in makes it, sense. you know, than, you know, I get it. But it is, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I, you know, I was famously, of course, in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man Why 2. Why bring this up? And I don't know. Don't, wait, were you yeah. really? <laughs> he brings, oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know this about Yeah, you. yeah. I, you know, I'm in it. My, my line may, may have been cut, but, I, you know, I still appear in it. And, I, and, and my name is in the credits. Is it like a like a Zach Cherry level, you know, where he's just like, hey, and that's it, you know? Yeah, basically, exactly. Actually, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, yeah. But of course, <laughs> in the end of that movie, they they very, 
you know, ambitiously and proudly set up the Sinister Six. And of course, Mm -hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 3 never (laughs) came out. So it's like one of those things where it's it's pretty embarrassing when they're like, this is going to be a franchise. And it's like the, you know. The market is like, actually, no, this will not be a franchise. You will not get to make, you know, John Wick Chapter 4. Wait, for instance. Well, I guess they did get to make that particular move. I was just, you know, I'm saying like for for the Amazing Spider-Man. Melissa, Melissa, what do you rate that poor transition? I got ideas. I don't even think that counts, does it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Melissa, it doesn't count, (laughs) Melissa. It Wait, doesn't what? count. We have Wait. a guess, and you're that no, it, bad. No, I'm, I'm not trying to transition. I'm talking of. I'm saying in the context of these films, they're hoping to make John Wick Chapter Four, but they, you know, for themselves, but they never get to. All right, get there. Mike, don't don't even do this. Uh, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna start. <laughs> All right, okay. don't 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 I'm do this. You just gotta let him yeah. just like ease his way out of ease his what? way out of this. Okay, <laughs> Melissa, can we just start the show, please? Okay, because I'm embarrassed. I'm in. Bad wrist, all right. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the only I feel like that line, that line in the yeah. movie is said maybe 12 times where he just goes, yeah. 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 Are you hurt? Yeah. Actually, wait, here, this is my favorite line. He goes, yeah. Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, maybe I won't. You know? Listen, the. Counter Reeves can deliver a line, baby. I like it is like the least amount of emotion, but the most amount of emotion. And I am here for it. I am here for it. For those of you listening for the first time, this is a film review podcast. We review the films of not only leading black actors, but actors of color. Talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And we have a very special guest with us in the studio today. That's going to get an okay drum impression. Wait, 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 wait. Why would you set that? Why would you set it up like that? I feel that? like I was like, rating like, it higher than what it is going to be, but no, first off, first off, first off. Oh, you know what? I'm not even gonna do this. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> All right. Please welcome back Mike Cavalon, everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's the best fucking drums I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> See, Mike. That's the kind of fucking wow, support I'm talking look at about. That. Not just hatery <laughs> shit. You see what I got to deal with? Support. Week to week, fucking haters. <laughs> haters, Mike. <laughs> fucking haters. Welcome. Welcome Of course. Back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. What a pleasure. It's been a minute, but we are excited to have you as we talk about John Wick Chapter 4. I think this is the first time we're talking about John Wick on the podcast, but we did talk about... What, really? I think so. I you haven't done any of the other ones? I don't think we did the other ones, did we? Because we, we you know, typically do films with leading black actors, but we have done a few Keanu Reeves movies, in particular, The Matrix and, and The Matrix Revolutions, but we I don't think we did John Wick. But we felt like we had to do John Wick Chapter 4 because it was new and fresh. and We were seeing it anyway. Yeah, we're seeing it anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. And it's kind of cool like because this, uh, I feel like this film 
has a new black character in it. You know, Lawrence Fishburne, of course, reprises his role. So does Lance Riddick, R.I.P. And what, what, which I don't know if we'll get to this later. What, just as a sidebar, what a bummer. I thought for sure, like, like Lance Reddick would get some some big fucking cool thing, and then he just he also dies. Sorry, spoilers in the movie, too, like immediately, almost immediately, <laughs> in a way that's like it was like I always appreciate when I shouldn't say appreciate, but I mean like it, there seems to be some sort of synergy when you know an actor has passed away and then their character dies in a in a in a franchise kind of film like this. But the sad part of it was he it it was a pretty unceremonious death. Yeah, like he didn't get the big. Everyone, like, I felt like he should have had like like a shootout. Yeah, because he got he got the gun the last time. I'm like, okay, maybe he's gonna be a badass, but nah, that's not. Yeah, that's not what happened for him. So yeah, Shamir Anderson is the new addition, and of course, we introduced Donnie Yen to the to the John Wick universe. And I mean, and, he was uh, what's his name? Absolutely incredible. The famous stunt dude, oh, John Wick, Scott Atkins. Scott, yeah, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins, and like yeah, you yeah. know, listen, they they Who I didn't recognize in the slight. It wasn't until after the movie that's I was what that was Scott Atkins. They 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 were like, hey, we're gonna put every working like if it's a famous stunt man like martial artist. They will be in this movie. They're like, we're throwing all of them in here. Even what's the other actor? Oh, I always who mess we, up his who name. Prized his role, Hiroyuki, I think. Yeah, talking about him. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was in three. He is. Oh, he was in three. Wasn't he? Oh, he wasn't. Yeah, he is also fan freaking tested. I thought they were at that hotel in the last movie. It looked so familiar. The glass. This is the first time we saw the Tokyo one for sure. Wait, that actor is only 31? I thought he was like a grown-ass man. What Wait, here he he's not as only 31? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Oh. I was looking at Shamir. I was like, <laughs> oh. here, I was like, here, Yeah, Hiroyuki was born in 1960. Yeah, he's definitely, he's like in his 60s. What? His older brother is Stephen James. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. He's the older brother. I'm looking at it right now. He's 31 and Stephen, Stephen James is 28. That's a it's a talented family. Wow. Yeah. He That's just crazy. recently was we did review Mortal Kombat, didn't we? The remake? Because he was Scorpion. Yes, yes, and he plays Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I mean, he's just a legend. This in his guy? Own right. The no, Hiroyuki. Hiroyuki. <laughs> we keep Sorry, I'm jump, we jump back, and back and forth between Sorry. these guys. <laughs> Sorry, jumping back so much. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's uh, <laughs> let us let me just set up the parameters for this. John Wick chapter four. Okay. Set us up one through three, Bray. All right. This is the fourth installment. <laughs> well, before I do that, let's see. Box office, because it just came out this past weekend. It did very, very well. $73.5 million opening weekend. Is that the largest of the series? Yep. Yes. Yep. It goes up every single time. By much, yes. The original was $14 million. John Wick Chapter 2 was $30 million. John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum was $56.8 million. Yeah, and then this one opened at seventy three point five million, which just kind of shows how popular this film is. And I, I will say, this doesn't always happen. And I do think it's it's more. It happens maybe more now. Now I feel like usually it's like back when we were growing up, like franchises. It was like the first movie would come out do really well. The second movie generally would do even better. Or at least would definitely have a bigger bot like opening weekend. But then the third movie would usually take a dip. <laughs> and then if it got to a fourth movie, 
I feel like that it was very rare for the fourth movie to be the best one. But yeah, we, we were talking about this with Creed. Creed has increased. Creed 3 was the biggest one, too. So, you know, it's very interesting. Also, yeah, we didn't talk about Jonathan Majors. But anyway, save that for another day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe another day. Let's see how everything shakes out. But yeah, but, <laughs> yeah that's but let's, let's get these, in, these, these, wait, these yeah. intro thoughts. Let's get these intro thoughts. Also, the, the film has been reviewed fairly well. Rotten Tomatoes right now has it at, I mean, you won't believe, 95%. Whoa, that's higher <laughs> wow. than I thought it would be. Yes, it is. Wow. And the audience score is also 95%. This is the fourth installment. We're coming in from basically you know, this this series, for people who are unfamiliar, this series started out with this guy. He's an assassin. We don't know that for hours. He basically, his wife and dog get killed. His dog is murdered, Bray. His dog is murdered. And if you have a dog, you know what that means. Somebody got to die. Yeah, I think the wife was a big part of it. But also, but yes. Yeah, it's a dog from his dead wife. It's not like they died simultaneously. Wife dies, gives him dog, then dog dies. That's like, it's a dog it's a was one-two. murdered. I'm telling you this, when I see people mystery dogs, I'm like, I'm ready to fuck them up. Could you imagine your dog? I, you got to go. I got the John Wick you all day. I'm hunting you down. That's what comes back in this movie. The whole reason the the tracker like stops hunting him is because he's like, oh, he's a dog guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, he killed a bunch of people. So in the second movie, actually, I didn't realize as I looked it up, it was like there was a whole thing with the marker where like somebody asked him to kill his sister and that sister was part of the high table and so there was a whole thing with that and then that person tried to double cross him so there's a lot of stuff happening but basically at the end of the second movie he kills somebody in the hotel which you're not supposed to kill anyone in that's one of the main rules of this assassin world and because of that we get third movie in which every assassin in the world (laughs) is trying to kill john wick and he kills all of them (laughs) and then fakes his death at the end and so now we get to this. He movie. didn't know. So I think what happened in this movie is I don't think, I don't think he was in on the plan to fake the death. I think like, but also, but 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 also there was no better way to fake that death. I'm like, that fall still is insane to me. And I don't know if he has a superpower, but this man can take a fall, bro. Like I I <laughs> to say the least. They they do another one in this movie in chapter four where he jumps out a window and just in a wide shot you watch him unceremoniously flop onto a car and hit the ground and then he walks away. There's a callback to the first one, like in the first one he's in the club. Not the only time he does that in this film. Yeah, in the club in the first one they toss him over the the, the balcony and he falls just wide shot. And in this one, in the club again, Scott throws him over and he just like hits something else and then falls. And I'm like, bruh, how? 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 But anyway, anyway. I mean, he was getting taken hits by cars. I don't understand. But you know what? I respect it. I respect it. What's up, folks? This podcast is sponsored by Earning. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn could be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Think about it. 
Say you're going out for a special date or it's getting hot, y'all. You might need a fresh outfit for brunch or something nice. Or maybe you just want to feel good and take yourself to dinner. Earning can help you today. Make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Download Earning today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign in. It'll help the show out. Jump Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. See Earning.com slash DOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger, for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. Mike, what's your initial thought, baby? I loved it. I, okay, I feel like, I don't remember if I said this last time I was on this spot, if I had like crystallized this opinion last time I was on this show, but. I don't think so, I don't think so. My, I feel like the older I get, the more the more I've like refined my viewpoint, just like most movies are good. Like a movie has to be really bad for me to not like it. And even if it's like, okay, I'm like, well, I see what they're going for and I give it credit. And like, this one, it's like, uh, you know, so like I, I, I'm a boring guest for <laughs> movie review podcast, but it's like, I did like it. I did think it was, like the stunts are bigger and crazier, but I think that the story is the weakest out of the four. But the concession is like, I, I don't go to these movies for story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a sh- I just want to see the big stunts. And this movie fucking delivers on big stunts. So it's just like, what, what is there not to like? You know what I mean? I get that. I get that. Yes. I see. I'm different. I, this might be my favorite one out of all of them. Ooh, wow. This might be my favorite one. I actually, wow. I actually like I actually like the story better in this one. No, there's really? no way. I do. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Because the first one, the first one I was with just because I was a Keanu fan. I'm like, all oh, this movie's happening over this dog. Okay. The second one, I thought the villain was kind of weak. And like, I didn't think that dude was threatening the one who held his marker. I was like, ah, okay. And the third one, 
the third one like had a lot of action, but the third one felt like all action. Well, I can't tell you, be truthfully honest, aside from him like running, I can't tell you that the pieces of it, where I still remember the pieces of the first one, I still remember the pieces of the second one. The third one is kind of like a blur. Whereas this one, especially when we got like a uh, Donnie Yang in it, I'm like, I liked, I don't know. I, I liked seeing his old friends. I liked seeing this correlation between him and, and Kane. And then honestly, spoiler alert, I like how it ended. The only thing I didn't really like, and maybe I'm just critical because I'm a black dude, I feel like Mr. Nobody was very random. And unless Mr. Nobody was supposed to be, a, like, unless he was one of the nobodies from Mr. Nobody, I don't understand the point, you know? Because, like, I do know they were nobodies. So I'm like, is he one of them? But I do like the story, I think. So basically, in the movie Mr. Nobody, Mr. Nobody is, like, a CAA cleaner. But he is a, he is a nobody. Like, his, they're... Wait, but why would that have anything to do with this movie? It's the same team. It's the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same writer, same, same, like, one of the directors. So it's, like, the same people involved. And I'm like, oh, is this supposed to be, like, a, a world we're building? Also, I didn't like that much. It was felt like so much world building in the third one, which I didn't mind because I kind of liked the Continental and seeing John's table and like all that kind of shit. But I feel like this one just was like the action felt more brutal a little bit because it felt slower in parts where like you would be tired in a real fight. And the ending just felt earned a little bit to me. So I I, I did. I understand why people may not like it, but I was like, this action leveled up every time. I mean, I I was here for it. And it had so many good fucking martial artist in this movie, I was like, you can't, you cannot do a fifth with those people now. Because I don't know what else do you do. I get why people may not think it's the best. I get it, Mike. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like most people are on your side. This has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and audience score. Yeah. And again, I'm not knocking it. It's enjoyable. It's just, you know, if you had to compare the four, I'd well the lowest in terms of story, the highest in terms of action. Okay, well, this makes my job easier. I, I guess I didn't really like it that much. And Whoa. <laughs> I feel like it, Whoa. Was, it was easily my... Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Wow. It was easily wow. my least, wow. least favorite of the four. Woo! Whoa. Hot take. <laughs> I, I didn't realize this would be such a hot take coming in, but... I'm glad. It's a 95%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the highest of takes, I am truly shocked. I mean, look, did I have fun? Absolutely. I don't don't think this is a bad movie. It's just, it feels like the fourth movie. Like, I I don't, I agree with Mike's, like, when Mike was talking about, like, oh, the third one was so heightened where do you go from there i felt the same way and i don't feel like this movie really answered where you go from here i felt like the movie itself kept saying where do we go from here like it like was asking that question internally by asking john where does this end where like what's the point (laughs) you know what do you have to live for you know and there does become a certain moment where it was like why is he how is he going so hard again and like the third movie did this more so than this movie, but like, it's so fun. The action is so fun, but at a certain point, it start, it's the world starts to become unbelievable in the sense of everyone keeps talking about John Wick and coming for John Wick as if he isn't easily the most dangerous man alive who has killed 
at this point, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people, like he's killed entire gangs in multiple cities who have come after him. And people keep treating him like he's just the man who can be easily put down, which doesn't, I, like at a certain point, I'm like, how, how is not one, like, how do we not see one bad guy, one henchman go like, there's no way I'm trying to go kill John Wick. Are you insane? I might as well just put a bullet in my head right now. That's a suicide mission. Do you, I know so many people who try to kill John Wick and they're all dead. Why would I do that? And then I'm also kind of at this point going like, how is there not just one? And I feel like Mr. Mr. Nobody made it even more confusing to me as a tracker because I was like, how do we not have one person who's just like, hey, uh, I know how to kill John Wick. I'm just going to follow him constantly. And at a certain point, I will snipe him from a distance of, you know, 500. I'm not going to be anywhere near him. I'm going to have a sniper gun and then put a bullet in his head. Then we don't have a movie. I agree we don't have a movie. But what I'm saying is this is the, this is the, these are the logic problems that like a fourth movie starts to get into because you just, you've been doing it for so long Again, like it's just I start it starts to really for me tear at the I mean, like, look, I, I ultimately I just sat back and laughed and had try, you know, tried to have fun. I also I thought the action was cool, but I there was I didn't think the action was that much cooler than the other. I felt like the third movie had the coolest action. Wow. Yeah, so, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. OK, OK, OK. We'll talk about it because I because the sword fight in with the with all the glass in like there was a bunch of glass in the room that was in three. Right. Yes. Yes. And then we also had in that movie the fight with all the ancient weapons that were on the walls, right? Yeah, it was at the beginning. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the motorcycle thing that was in two, when all the people mm-hmm. on the motorcycle attacked him, or was that in also three? I don't remember. There was like a the motors. There was like a motorcycle gang. He was like on a motorcycle. It was. It was killing, a mo- yeah, it was. killing a bunch that of people. Mo- no, that was two. That was two. Right. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. Sorry. It was three because that motorcycle happens after he leaves the museum with the ancient weapons. Oh, okay. okay so so then, it's like, so those I'm scenes t- are back to Yeah, back. I feel like I really, really liked the action in three. We'll talk about, oh, I will say this. This movie had the best, like, main antagonist in terms of Donnie Yen, uh, uh, main assassin antagonist, I should say, because there's always like there's always like the person the person who's in control of the people, but then like the people who he's actually fighting against. Yeah, and 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 Donnie brought like as as Kane brought like this presence that I don't think any of the movies had before, even though they were trying. Oh, agreed. You know, phenomenal performance. Just such a such a weird off putting characterization that like. You haven't seen, like, I've never seen a character act like that before. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen, like, nonchalant fights easily, but just the way he plays it is so, like, oh, that, what a refreshing take on this, you know? He gave his eyes. They didn't ask for it. He gave it. Yeah, yeah. He gave it. I mean, I, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's just get it. Let's jump into it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard because this movie is, like, action on action. So, yeah. And and to be fair, all of them are, by the way. (laughs) They all, they all are constant action. I was just going to say, that's why I'm willing to give up story because I'm like, even if the story is weak, that's not why I'm paying money to see these movies. You know, I'm paying to see fights and if I get the fights, then I'm happy. And that's my only marker of whether or not a movie is good is like, do I regret spending my money? No, it was great. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because the, the the movie opens and I remember like giggling when the movie opened because it opens with Lawrence Fishburne, like Morpheus is like walking and monologuing super loud as we keep cutting to that 
like him punching. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, literally. And, and the thing is, it, like, I remember, I'm like, yo, he's setting up the whole movie in this monologue, and I just kept laughing about it. And I'm like, why is the thing about Keanu Reeves? The reason I like Keanu Reeves in these movies is because he reminds me of Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Well, like, these are just dudes. Like, this dude isn't super ripped. Like, he's not he's not running fast at any point. He getting beat up and he's bloody. And I'm just watching him like train, and it looks low key lazy. And I'm like, there's something about this. And then the fact that Lawrence Fishburne is just holding on to this suit like it's like a prize. I, look, man, I was here for it. And then it cuts from that moment directly to him, like, in the fucking desert on horses. I was like, yo, wait, what? Yeah, just killing people. And you're just like, what is happening? That is, to me, precisely the appeal of, like, him getting hit by cars over and over again. Is that, like, it's not that he's invincible to cars. He does get hurt a lot. It's just that he keeps getting up. And that's, like, at its core, like, what the heroic quality of him is that, like, he won't stop. You know what I mean? He is a normal guy. He doesn't have superpowers. He just keeps going. I mean, he does have he does have superpowers in the sense that he takes an extraordinary amount of damage and he's still able to fight as if he's hasn't. Adrenaline, baby. He's all here. He hooked on the juice, baby. Like, the blood is flowing. <laughs> he has you adrenaline know? for days, literally. Yo, and then that's why, you know, when the movie ends... Oh, also, we're going to be spoiling this movie, so if you haven't seen it, watch it, come back. But it's so hard. So so in general, so I do want to talk about the action for a little bit, because I do agree. I remember, I think, Brad, I saw three with you, actually. Yeah. Right? Didn't I see mm-hmm. that with you? Yeah. And I remember seeing the action in that movie, being like, yo, this is so crazy, it's so great. But and when I was watching this one, something about the action felt more beautiful in a way, whereas, like, the cinematography felt a little bit more beautiful, and also it felt slower. And, like, that fight, because I remember that fight, Brayden. We were talking about the one in three when, like, at one point he doesn't have a gun, so he's, like, throwing, like, stuff off the wall at people. And, like, and it moves so fast. But in this one, he was tired. Like, the thing is, like, I'm looking at, like, if you were to, again, this is unrealistic, but if you were to fight for so long, my man is, like, limping. You see him taking his breath. You see the person he's fighting, like, kind of circle back up, like, fuck. And it happens so often, and I realized while watching it, this shit is just dancing. Like, I'm like, they're just, I'm watching these people just dance and it's just a wide shot and they're just going for it. Like, there's a scene when John Wick, they tried to do a replica of that scene, I think Bray was talking about with the swords when he's fighting like nonstop samurai, the samurai assassins. And it's just, just him in his room, he's limping, then fucking Kane comes in and now him and Kane are both tired and winded. And the thing is, he's getting, I just like a fight that's a good amount of hand-to-hand and that like, Again, he's taking so much damage, this isn't real, but it just felt so, like, earned where we get to see people breathe. And, like, if it's a comedy, I like seeing people laugh because you laugh in real life. So I did like it in that way. And also, I do think it was so much... I think the problem with this movie is is that there were so many action set pieces where when I think back to three, I can think back to, like, what Bray has mentioned, like, the motorcycle. I can think back to the the museum. Like, I I feel that way about this one. There were so many... There were so many, like, specifically like set pieces where it's like this isn't just like let's choreograph the best dance we can it's like where can we put it and this one it's like the overhead shot going from room to room the fucking staircase the staircase like literally when they set up the staircase like my brain was like this would be a good physical 100 challenge you know what i mean like 200 steps you have eight minutes and on every landing you got to do a full judo match and you got to shoot arrows at these targets it's like yeah yeah that's so much the, the fun. whole movie felt like a video game but i think that's the reason and Bray, i don't know if that's like I felt like because this movie has so many set pieces, it gets drowned out. Whereas, like, I remember in the third one, they had stand out. I'm giving you these three, and they're spaced out, and, like, we're going to get here. Whereas this one, even in quiet moments, 
literally, he goes to meet his boy for tea, like when he's hanging out in Japan, and they come immediately, bro. Like the dude sits down, and then another guy's like, they're here. It happens so fast. <laughs> like there's no breathing. Like anytime you breathe, it's like, he gets the suit. He gets the suit. At the end from Lawrence Fishburne, he's still tying the tie, and the woman's on the radio like, there's a $226 million bounty. Like, it's just no break. <laughs> it's so much fighting, you know? But yeah, I don't know if that helps, but I'm just like, I understand what you say, Bray, where like the action is different because it's just so much. It's just so much. So did you guys remember the third movie? So when this desert scene happened, did you understand what was happening? Because I actually didn't. I had to ask my friend Jesse. I was like, what? I was like, what is this? Where, where are we? Okay, let me see. If, let me see if I can remember in real time because I haven't thought about it until this very second. I, I didn't know until someone says... You're, uh, fuck, what was that dude called? Because that's who he pledged, he pledged allegiance to. I think Winston was like, blah, 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 was dead. He was like, I know. Like when they, were in the, when they were at the grave. And I was like, oh, that's what that was supposed to be. Or I think the guy said it as well. Like, oh, he didn't, he died or he was killed or some shit. But I didn't know what the hell was happening until much later with that guy. Did you know, Mike? Or Oh, wait, okay. Are you talking, like the fact that there are like two different guys who played that guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, so that was a different, that was supposed to be a whole different character though. Yeah, he said something like that was his father, right? Yeah, so that guy got right. killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it was like, why did he get killed? He got killed in between three, in between three and four, apparently. Right. But the whole point he makes is that like you can kill me and it won't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll be replaced. And that's where you get the yeah, not and really. That's, yeah, not really. He's like, because you wasted your whole time, and he's like, yeah, not really. <laughs> I still get to kill you. You know, which is like, why did you even kill that dude? That wasn't he had nothing to do with you. Like he. Had, that's the son. He got nothing to do with you. Come on, John. Come on, John Wick. Well, the idea was that he thought that by killing the elder, it would stop oh, everyone from coming after him. It. And it was like, no. And if anything, it ensured that they will never stop coming after you until the day you die. I will say, Brad, I know, I know, I know you guys aren't too fan of the story, but I agree at one point, they kept being like, so where does this go? Where does it go? At one point, he's like, I kill them all. He's like, and then what? To me, to me, what it was about was trying to figure out what John's legacy was going to be. Because eventually, like, people kept asking him so much, it was hella annoying. And then when they got on that boat, and Winston, who, because it started with Sharon. Like, Winston was like, hey, man, you shouldn't be here. And he's like, uh, whatever, that's his life. If I got to go, that's his life. So he was kind of reserved to it. And then by the time we get towards the end and Winston finds out that like, if John dies, he dies when they're in that boat. He's like, yeah, I, you know, they talk about the, the, the gravestones and, you know, Lawrence Fishburne does his to me, the moment he goes a good husband, that's when I knew he was going to pass, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of weird because I think his whole motivation in like two and three is like, I want to live to honor my dead wife's memory. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to die. He just wants out. He just wants peace. And I think that's arguably it's it's it is a little weird because like at the end of three, he arguably has peace. Everyone thinks he's dead. He could have just disappeared, but instead he's like, I need to kill someone to make sure that I have peace forever. Which is like, mm. and then that, but then that plays into when it when when Pennywise is talking to him and Pennywise goes, um, <laughs> yo. Yeah, when Pennywise is like, yo, I don't know why you're doing this. Even if you win, you will never stop. Hitting that what you're talking about, Mike. I'm like, yo, bro, you had out. You just won't. 
this is who you are. And I think it, to me, it was a very, not poor, but like because the movie's based more on action than actually like resolving issues. It took him to realize, oh, the only way out is to like die a free man. And I felt like that was his reserve. And even when you get to that final scene, you know, I think he could have killed Kane, but didn't for a reason. It's like, oh, you have more to live for. And even, you know, Pennywise sets up why Kane has more to live for anyway. I just think it was like, it was just to get to us a point of watching this man go through all this to figure out what his true, what does he want out of life? Because like at first it's just killing. Everyone's like, you can't keep killing everybody. You need help. Then it's like, oh, after you kill everybody. It just felt like, and maybe this is me trying to make an excuse for the movie, but it felt like that was the purpose. And he didn't understand that resolve until the fourth act or the third act. So, so you think that the the like takeaway is sort of like a tiger can't change his stripes. Like if John Wick's not killing, what the fuck else is he doing? Well, that's what the, that's what Bill said. Bill Skarsgård said. And even Kane does when Kane, when they're in the, when they're in the church and they're like, we're, we're damned. He's like, yeah. Like they have this kind of reservation of they're both damned, but you know, John doesn't have the wife. The only thing Kane has over him is Kane can actually live and try to want to meet his kid and save his kid. So that's the thing that he has. And I think that's, again, why he doesn't kill Kane in the end. Also, I think he wanted to kill Pennywise. But again, I know it's not, it's not, it's, again, this ain't, you know, it's not fucking Shakespeare, but I'm like, it felt like in the other ones, the first movie was just about the dog and in pettiness. This, yeah, the second one was like, I'm forcing you to kill somebody, but now those people turned on you. Like, it was like, I, you kill my, you kill my sister. You know, but that's my thing is that the second movie feels like about a man who's tr- who's like, okay, I did a bunch of revenge. Now I want out of this life, and they're like, nope, you can't. You you are still in it, and he's just trying to get out of it. And then and then revenge happens along the way because of that. And then the third one is like survival, <laughs> you know, and that it doesn't really ask what are you trying to survive for. Which I, I, is fine, but then the fourth again. I'm I was confused because I I still have to go and rewatch the end of three because I'm like, did did the high table know that he wasn't dead? And like, when did they know that he wasn't dead? Or did or or did they not know until the beginning of this movie? No, they no they they knew he was. They knew. Oh no, you're right. They didn't know he wasn't dead because the woman saw Winston shoot him. You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. So the only reason any of the action four happens because John Wick had to go to Dubai to kill that and it kill doesn't, the elder. And it doesn't like so. and it and it doesn't quite Damn. make sense because like well at least or maybe it does, I don't know. But the movie doesn't really try to explain it. Like it doesn't try to explain like why he had to go why he decided to go to the elder to kill him if he was already out. And then and then the other thing that I don't I didn't fully understand was like this movie was also not about he at one point does say something like I'll kill everyone at the high table. And they're like, well, they'll just keep replenishing. It's like Hydra. Like, yeah, you know, it's just like, it'll never stop, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I like, I hear that. And then also I'm like, how will it never stop though? Like there are a finite amount of people on the earth, you know, at a a certain point it should be able to stop (laughs) anyway. But yeah, I don't know. I guess like the, 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 the driving force to this movie Felt like it wasn't coming from him. It felt like it was coming from Bill Skarsgård's character. You know what I mean? Like it was like this dude's this dude's motivation and ambition. Him trying to make a name for himself by killing John Wick. You know, he's the one who's like implementing everything, and John's just kind of responding to it. But like, 
there's uh, you know I don't also yeah, can we yeah. can we comment on Pennywise's wardrobe in this movie? My so man, fucking good was flawless, bro. Loved it. Every scene flawless. The I was sparkly like, outfit. Oof. What boy? I was like, my man had a black on black, bro. Like at one point, I was like, I don't even because I just so you know, I'm become a big fan of double breasted suits and like the 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 vest, and that's what he wore the entire movie. I was like, phenomenal. No, but you're right, Bray. It's so funny because when when the movie felt like a send off for John Wick, while also being a setup movie for if they want to keep this franchise around without him. Like it, like we saw so much of. That's how it felt to me because basically, like. Because cause to me, it's like, you know, because we've talked about so much of, you know, the Continental and then like we hear about the hot table. To me, it's like you could if you if he was to pass away or whatever, you could follow the daughter. You could follow Mr. Nobody now. You could follow like Winston and like what? Ha- Again, it's not going to be it's not going to be him. But they already got two spinoffs. There's a Peacock TV show about the Continental. Ana de Amaris, the ballerina based on John's clan or whatever. So it's like. And it wasn't super heavy-handed. It wasn't Iron Man 2, but it just felt like, oh, we're showing you other parts of the world. Like, Mr. Nobody, to be honest, I thought we were going to have a reason why he was in this movie. And the thing is, I was like, it's a black dude. But the more and more I saw him, I was like, I just don't. It was disappointing to me. Yeah, I just... Also, that character... Even they kind of ran out of steam by the end because you can see that he's shot on a different soundstage on a different day. He's like... He's never in the same frame. He is watching from an indeterminate distance, just like smiling to himself. Cheers to them, but like he's not a part. Like we actually had a really fun moment in the while we were watching this movie because like Caroline Martin also watched with us, and when he like did the cheersing thing, she just was like out loud, like "Who are you?" And then I, (laughs) and I turned to her and said. He's Mr. Nobody, and like the enti- entire audience laugh. <laughs> like, because the thing is, is again, like it would have been to me, it would have been cooler. Two things: one, if he was tied to the other movie and it made sense, or that part could have been Holly Berry because we already saw her with the dogs. You know what I well, mean? I'm like, I yeah, I think that's all it was. Was they went because does Halle Berry die at the end of three? I don't remember. She doesn't, but she ends up because he has her marker, and so when they're done, he gives her. He gives her her marker, and then she's like, "I, right, I'm fucking out. I'm dumb, dumb." Yeah, with this. yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Is they were like, "We like the idea of using dogs and fight scenes, but we already kind of wrote off that character, and also we probably can't get Halle Berry back. So let's just do another dog character. Let's just make up a character." <laughs> yeah, his care his character. It, it's it is so random, and they try to have fun with it with this the fact that he keeps saying nobody, and then they call him Mister Nobody. But like, it was this. At, Ultimately, it was like, I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand why he's doing this. I don't understand why we, how, how he's doing this. I, yeah. I'm like, who he's, he, it's like, it's built up as like this mythological thing where he's like, I'm not going to tell you my secrets. And he just, he is supernaturally good at track. He just, he's dressed like a Brooklyn bike messenger. And it's never addressed. And he just is good at following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how did you keep finding him? Like how? Pennywise straight up asked him. How do you find him? He he asks him plain blank, and he never has an answer. He doesn't have an. Also, that scene with the hand, I'm like, bruh. Wait, what? He, when the scene when he stabs his hand. Oh, and, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. And he also goes, "I want to know what kind of person you." Are. I'm like, hey, bruh, he gave you two options. You had the job either way. 
you could be like, I need my hand. You know what I'm saying? This is how I like what? I don't know. And man. then I I, I just didn't know. understand. I was like, and he's and he's good at fighting. How? That was the thing that got me. I it was like a a cool moment when he did his little backpack parachute and the guns flopped out. That was cool, but it didn't make sense for the story because I'm like, he's not supposed to be a killer. He's just a tracker. Why is he good at fighting? Why is he prepared for a fight? Also, he wasn't that good at fighting. He was like hell. He was like very average. I will say one of my favorite scenes though. I mean. Listen, Donnie. Yeah, but they, Donnie but they Yang, set him up like he's really good at it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing I didn't like. But also, what's so tricky, Bray, about that is I was watching this movie and I was like, you know, besides Wesley Snipes and Michael Jai White, who to me both could have still been in this movie because of the ages of basically Donnie, Keanu. I was like, they could have been in it. But I'm like, if they wanted to get like a black guy in this movie, I don't know any young black martial artists, you know, that could have done it. And so they probably had to have a guy who was more of a brawler than a fighter, like than a martial artist, which even then I'm like, oh, you could have had him be like a brawler, kind of like boxer wrestler type to just show a different type of fighting style. But I will say Donnie, I thought was so phenomenal, like his fight in the in the in the restaurant when he was eating the noodles, like the doorbells. I loved when he had to fight Scorpion because I'm like. You know, Scorpion, like Scorpion is bleeding already. It's like, Scorp- I don't even blame him for killing Scorpion because he kept telling him, sit down, bro. Like, stop trying to go out with honor. I also didn't understand why he wanted Donnie in to kill him. I did, I did, because that's what it felt like. And I was like, what is the point of this? Like, I don't think he, wa- I think he was just trying to protect John Wick. He's like, if you want to chase after John Wick, you have to get through me. Because right before that, him and John Wick have that conversation where they're like, you only get a good death after a good life. And John Wick's like, we passed that long ago. And so he's like, you know, he talks about how like friendship isn't meaningful unless if it's convenient. And so he's just like, well, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out protecting my boy, John Wick. But he didn't have to. Jo- Everyone told, this is my thing about, that's the only thing about him. John told him not to. John Wick has killed hundreds of assassins already. He doesn't need your help. <laughs> Not only that, but John wasn't even anywhere near there. The other thing that was so funny about that was too is when he was like, "John, also when you leave, kill as many of them as you can." And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "John's in danger right now." <laughs> you know, he's literally fighting dozens of assassins who have armor and machine guns. I did like that as like a bad guy thing. I like they leveled up bad guys being like, you can't shoot. You can shoot them a hundred times. They got armor on. Yeah. And also, I did love that because they started that in the, the third one. The suit guys were funny. Yeah. The suit yeah. guys. But I love the I love the samurai because one day it looked like traditional, like not traditional, but if you were to have samurai nowadays, it looked traditional. And also you had to be so proficient because you had to get them in the net. It was like, you can't go anywhere else but the net. That said, I still feel like three, we got so met, so much variety of assassins in three that this movie felt like it repeated some things, you know? We had the same kind of like high table army people, you know, like, because they, they, it was similar, right? They, they also like had those people with like all the masks and the machine guns. Didn't they have that in three too? Anyway, I can't fully remember. Oh, I think so. But you know what? It's interesting because you're, you're right. Because this one felt like we just got goons, where the other one, it was like more, we had more street yeah, suits. Yeah, a lot of goons. In Paris, there was, in Paris, there was nothing but goons. In, like, the first, like, two to three movies, you're, you slowly have to start accepting that, like, in New York City, people fight in the street all the time, and it's perfectly acceptable in this universe. And they level it up so hard in Paris, because, like, everyone in the nightclub 
continues dancing. Everyone in the Arc de Triomphe keeps driving. Everyone is so over death. They're just like, whatever, I'm going to keep partying. The club, the nightclub was, it was just insanity. They're literally, and the thing that was so funny about it was like everyone was dancing, but then like if they were like super close, you would have one or two people kind of like go like like wince a little bit or like back up or like put their hands up and go, whoa. And then like as as they move past them, then they just go right back to dancing. And I was like, what? But then after the whole scene was over, they showed everyone in the club running out of the club. And I was like, now you're running out of the club? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I will say, but the scene before the scene, I was hyped for because I'm like, when, because I didn't realize because I heard Scott Atkins was in this movie and I was like, where the fuck is he? So when I saw him in the in the, in the fat suit, I was like, yo, wait, what? And then the fact that like at that point, Donnie shows up, then it's Keanu, and then it's Mr. Nobody shows up. I'm like, how does he get out of this scene? I was like, how does John Wick get out of this scene? It doesn't make any sense, really. I still can't tell you how he got out, but I was so hyped to see this fight. A paper cut. He got out of it because the, wait, what, what was Scott's character's name? And he was the one who killed his father? But that was that John Wick's father? Was the woman his sister? It was sister? not. He was an orphan. No, no, no. He no, was no. an orphan. Yeah. Oh, he was an orphan. He was an orphan. John Wick was an orphan who was taken in by like the, the Russian ballerina mob and and this the fat suit Scott Adkins killed like the new it the, whatever the latest leader of that is. His name is Killa. K-I-L-L-A, Killa? Yes. yes. Hell yeah. It was this weird thing where it was like, Killer was like, well, let's play a game, a game in where he cheats. And then I was just like, I, I was like, okay, if you're going to backstab, if you're going to do that to people and then show in front of your face that you're about to betray them, how do you not already have guns pointed at them? Like so many times in this movie, I'm like, why does everyone, <laughs> why is everyone act as if they're in the wild wild west and they're doing a quick draw somewhat like nobody's just has their gun out already anyway whatever he gets it yeah he gets out because and then also i don't know uh the fight was cool between killa and john wick i thought that was like Dude, those were that fight was so brutal to me i was like oh and john wick was getting his ass whooped hits falls two times like he hits the thing and i know it's supposed to be like a callback from the first one that dude should be dead. Like John Wick should be, or or severely, severely injured. Definitely uh, took enough injury to not get up and then fight more people with more guns and swords. The thing is, between this movie and Scream, they're making it like humans don't <laughs> like. It just I just don't understand. Like movies have you lost can get any type of mortally realism. wounded as much as you want, and you can keep going. Yeah, as long as you don't die, then you then you, you re- reset. It's like a video game, you know. It's like once you <laughs> once you make it out of the level, your health goes back to full. <laughs> Could, like I tell you this, and this is random now, but like at least this movie ends with how it ends with John Wick. If I watch Scream Seven, and that dude is running around, I will lose my shit because there's I don't understand. He better be his his life better be changed drastically. From what happened in that movie, bro. And I better be a point at a goddamn movie because it's insane. But anyway, that fight was dope. I love seeing Donnie, like, with his, like, just handling folks. Before we move on from the scene, can anyone tell me how Donnie Yen knew what his cards were? 
Because I, I was like, when they were setting up, like, we're going to play poker, and there's a blind guy at the table. I was like, can't wait to see how they write their way around how he sees his cards. Someone's going to need to read them to him or whatever. And they d- he holds it close to his face as if his eyes haven't been stabbed. And then he puts him down. And he goes like, yeah, nine of diamonds and a two of spades or whatever. That's true. Because you know what it is? I remember everyone looks at him like, what the fuck? But they never answer it. They're like, huh? I don't yeah, you're get right. it. I, he then says, he says, let me guess five of a kind, which that I was okay with. I didn't yeah, understand. That sense. I didn't, I thought he was just, I thought it would have been so funny for him to be like, read him and weep. And it was like a two, a seven, <laughs> <Nothing>. a jack. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. would have been so funny. But they instead, he had four of a kind. And also there was no, I don't know why he knew that he had that. I, anyway, the ding dongs were funny. I wasn't a fan of the Arc to Triumph scene. <laughs> Well, uh, really? The, no, the uh, the Arc de Triomphe when they're in the, they're the big traffic circle, the big you know roundabout. Oh, uh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Why? Well, I think what look, it's one thing for everyone to keep dancing. It's another thing for cars, <laughs> for everyone to keep yeah, for yeah, cars yeah. to just be constantly spinning around <laughs> while people are being shot at, while cars are crashing, while humans are are running. in. I was just like. How? These cars need to stop. <laughs> and then not only that, but I just thought the action of it. I was going to say, they arguably do the same thing they do in the nightclub where it's like everyone's dancing, everyone's dancing. And then at the very end, for no reason, everyone suddenly gets scared where it's like cars are driving, cars are driving, cars are driving. And suddenly at the very end, you pull too wide and everyone has stopped now that all the fighting is over. Yeah, it made no sense. And, and also, I don't, there, it, was like, it was like John kept getting hit, hit by a car. And then immediately getting back up. But then anytime anybody else got hit by a car, they were out for the count. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, again, but these are all small things. But then at, at a certain point, it, beca- it felt, it was like so long. I was like, this, I don't know. The action felt redundant at a certain point and not as fun for me. I get that. I was here for it still. I was like, I was still in it, man. I'm not going to lie. They had me. I was in it. I was like, none of this. Make-. The thing is, after I saw him get up at the end of the third he movie, I was like, kidding. he just keeps getting hit by a car. And they flashed back to that fall in this one. And I was like, bro, cool. Clearly nothing matters. Like clearly logic doesn't matter. Cool. But I do understand why that. Because I was like, man, this is so, like, at one point he got hit and I just started laughing. I was like, bro, at one point he got tossed into the car. He got hit and a dude picked him up and threw him into the side of the car. And there was a huge dent. And he like, oh, I think he got him and got tossed again. But I'm like, the fact that he even moved after that is insane to me. I did think once we got to the house, I was like, this is what a real life video game looks like. Like this is this is a video game. It gave me it was it gave me flashbacks of Matrix Reloaded when all the Angel Smiths oh. kind of poured in. Oh yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, oh, I, I don't think I'm that. watching humans anymore. I feel like I'm just watching a like like literally a video game, like a CGI. Recreation. I will say. They set up that one, and the I was fire. like, "Why are we seeing this? Why, like, why are we seeing this dude test a fire gun, Bruh, bruh, That scene was insane. But I, didn't, like, I didn't understand. He took it from one person, and then it seemed like oh, but he no kept, one else he kept had picking the, it up. Okay, he kept yeah, he, he kept reloading. He yeah. kept picking it up, and people kept shooting at him. And like, bro, it was so insane. <laughs> also, everyone is so bad at shooting. That's my other thing about these movies. Is like. Every villain is a horrible shot. <laughs> Sometimes they be getting them, but that suit is protected. Like that suit can, he took a shotgun in that suit. Yeah, I remember that scene. 
Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It knocked him out, but he took a shotgun in a suit. This is the the Star Wars problem that they always talk about. It's just like every stormtrooper is the worst shot on Earth. If you know, if Han Solo has like a hundred people shooting at him and they're all missing, it's like there's. <laughs> it's not that Han Solo is good; it's that they're very bad. You know? Like yeah, like these are putties from Power Rangers. So wait, did you like that? You like that overhead shot scene? I love it. I did. I love it. Oh, wow. I thought it was okay. insane. I thought, but you know what was great? I understand. Like at that point. And they were moving fast. I mean, because you said there was slowness. So I was like, there was no slowness there. They just realness moves out the window. Not, it in, just not in that one. Moving. It was just like whoa, whoa. And then the dog. You saw the dog like jumping around. I mean, like there was no realness in that scene in any way, shape, or form. Like not even a little bit. But I was like, again, I, I drank the Kool Aid, baby. I was in it. I was like, I was like, it, it, break this man in the third movie got shot off a building and we saw him hit a scaffolding. We saw him hit like a fire escape. We saw him hit another building. Then we saw him hit the trash can then on the ground and he got up. Well, he didn't get up, but like he was alive. I'm in it. Like at this point, I will say the time, I think I might've laughed in the theater when he jumped out the window, not knowing it was going to be a car there, hit the car and then like, because you know what it is? I thought I thought of you, Bray, because uh, me and Bray go back and forth about the latest Batman movie. And I remember one of the scenes that you remember. Oh, the Dark Knight. No, no, the Batman. The, the, the Batman. Oh, got it. Robert Pattinson. And I think it was you. Or maybe it was James. But someone mentions when Robert Pattinson falls like out of the sky and like hits a train or something and then falls on the ground and gets up and walks off. You're like, that's unrealistic. So when I saw him jump out this window, hit the car, roll to the ground, and literally stumble his way to his feet, I was like, and then he has a nut. Then he got the stair fight. Then he got the stair fight. And then the stair fight, he falls down the stairs. Bruh, that's, bruh, that stair fight, he fell down so many steps. I was like, this is, this has got to be a joke. It was, I mean, it was so funny because it was so clear that it was like, okay, <laughs> you want to fall down these stairs. <laughs> you know? At a certain point, I was like, this dude was like, rolling, rolling, rolling. I was like, he's not, he's not trying to catch anything. He's not trying to stop himself from falling. He just was rolling down this. It was funny, though. I did appreciate the Dude, that was so long. He rode all the way to the bottom. It's so, it's, it's almost, there's a beat in Hot Rod, which is like this early Lonely Island movie, where the joke is they keep that edit going. He falls down a hill for like ever, and it's approaching like, parody levels it's long enough that your brain goes wait a minute how is he still falling <laughs> that's how that movie felt like that scene and then when winston had to walk in the museum the scene no, was i love so, that that scene was so long i started laughing early it's like okay it has to end soon and it kept going Keeps going yeah there's so much comedy there i love i was that. like what is this scene like again i was here for it i was just like y'all in it but then donnie yang comes and they just start fighting motherfuckers going up the steps could you imagine going up 200 steps twice? I can't go, imagine going up 200 steps, period, as an activity. Getting up there in like eight minutes and fighting guys, I'm like, that's that's why I'm like, it's a physical 100 it's challenge. Specific. He's being shot at and, and doing martial arts fighting constantly while going up these steps. In a suit. In a suit. He's not in athletic gear. My man has on a suit with like hard bottom shoes. Like he, like what is happening? You know, and it's just funny because once we get to the top, you know, we have this final standoff and I was wondering how this was going to end. And Mr. Nobody's dog kills the, one of the main henchmen. Who I do, 
I wish, and this is no knock against... Was he a stunt guy? I was going to say, no knock against whatever actor that is, but I wish they had cast that with, like, a celebrity. Because, like, that same level of henchman in the last movie is, like, common. You know, it's, like, it's it's a fun face to see. Like, oh, common is an assassin in this role. And this is just, like, some guy who puts in a great performance, but I do wish it was someone where I could be like, oh, funny, they got, you know, Danny DeVito to do that or whatever. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a Chilean martial artist. Oh, so he's oh he's a famous martial artist. They were like, we want somebody. This movie felt like we want anybody who can fight. Put them in this movie. Oh wow, he yeah he is a fighter. Lord have mercy. Fist of Condor. All right, good for him. Marco Zorro. All right. Anyway, you know, once we get to the top, I was like, how are they going to finish this? But I will say, it was a interesting ending. Interesting. Well, I definitely ending. felt like I was like, especially with all the setup that we were talking about of like, you know how is this going to end? What, how is this going to end? Donnie Yen's character just being so likable, the fact that he was fighting for his daughter, mm-hmm. like he actually was fighting mm-hmm. for something. That like Bill mm-hmm. Skarsgård's like, you know, monologue about like, like there are people, there are three types of people who are like people who have something to live mm-hmm. for, people have something to die for, people have something to mm-hmm. kill for. And that John Wick doesn't have any of those things and that, you know, Donnie, the Kane does. Kane has, has all, all three. three. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I was like, you can't set this up and then like have John Wick kill Kane. Like that just is like, it's just like, yeah. it would not be it a was, good ending. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for as much as like, I didn't care much for the story. I like to the screenwriter's credit, the ending was, I think so clever. And like, I didn't see it come. I was like, this has to end one way or the other. And the fact that like both of these guys got, you know, like the the that their happy ending and that the bad guy dies. I'm like, this is great. That's so clever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he he. I mean, again, loved it. He had to, like, mm-hmm. he he like John Wick had to go. Spoiler: My man is dead. At one point, I thought they were going to try to like make it that he wasn't going to die. But then once I saw Winston crying, I was like, finally, finally, my man has to come to the year worth of injuries that he has received. You know what I mean? Like, my man has been going through it for. I think they said the first movie, first three movies were a few weeks and this movie was like maybe eight months after. I'm like, yeah, my man has went through so much and he should have been gone by now. But guys, I still loved it. I love my future, my future ex-wife who played the daughter. She was phenomenal. She's a pop star, apparently. Her first, her first like acting role, I'm like, love, 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 love. Give her a spinoff. I didn't, I didn't read about this until I got home. I didn't stay. Did you guys see the end credit scene? I did. So the end credit scene is Kane's daughter playing and it's like Kane dressed in a nice suit. He's got flowers and he's kind of like, you know, walking up, practicing what he's going to say to her. And then as he gets closer, you see kind of a dark figure. Figure gets close, brings out a blade. You realize it's the daughter from Scorpion's daughter. And then once they get kind of close to each other, it cuts to black. So you don't know if she actually goes through with it or not. But she looks like pained but also angry at the same time. So I think that's a great setup. I it's halfway through the movie when he kills your dad and he's like, I'll be waiting for you. I'm like, I want to see that sequel. That's a great, that's a great setup for a spinoff. Also her dad didn't have to do. Her, <laughs> that like, was in Kill Bill, by the way. <laughs> her dad also killed yeah, Bill Thurman. took it from, sorry, no, let me, Wait, who know. did Kill Bill take it from? I love Quentin. Well, the thing is about like, he took it from this other Asian film, which is like, I love Quentin Tarantino, but I feel like Quentin Tarantino pays his homages homages to people and I'm like, all right, this is definitely, I feel like these are homages, but some of this is like you, you borrowing, you borrowing some stuff, bro. It's like, yeah. Cause if nobody know, knows, 
Yeah, and then when people call them out, it's like, oh, these are Mahamaj films to like, you know, Asian cinema. It's like, bro, this whole sequence is, look, God bless. I like him. I'm just like, because he seems like a movie fan. It almost feels like a comedian who watches so much comedy and then says someone else's joke. And you're like, hey, bro, that's not your joke. He's like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't blame him. He just him. forgot that he, yeah, he knows so much that he forgot. Yeah, so I don't blame him. I'm just like, bro, you know a lot and I'm very happy you give it credit, but like people, you know, I'm like, come on, quit. Anyway, he has his last movie coming out. So hopefully that's going to be very wonderful with a person of color lead. So hopefully we can review that. It's weird because it's like, I both like, I'm like, yes, he needed to die. And then I'm also kind of like, man, he ain't kill anybody at the high table though. Like... <laughs> Oh, true. Isn't kill, oh, wow. isn't kill a part of the high table? Isn't that part of what it is? Oh, is he? I think he. We meet a few high table people because, like, all of two is like, "Go kill my sister." Oh, she's a member of the high table. She's like impossible to get to, and then he does it. So, like, we've met a or and Bill Skarsgård is a member of the high table. So, I think we don't know how big the high table is. Oh, he is a member of. The, I was like, "What's the Magistar? What's that? What was? The, what was the?" What's the magistrar? Like, that's what they kept calling him. Like, what is that? Oh, the the Marquis de Gramont. I think that's just like his title, like the Prince of Wales, but that doesn't preclude him from being a member of the high table. I think that's why I'm in charge. I think we've met a bunch of members of the high table. It's just like, they've never said like how many members of the high table there are. Was, what's his name? A member of the high table, the old dude who's in the... With the one who was walking around with the... Without the without, Clancy with the Brown. Yeah. No, he was he was a um uh they said what he was. He was a a harbinger or something like that. That's what his Oh, name. oh, that guy. Yeah, I think that's like like the adjudicator in 2 or 3 where it's like that's a person who works for the high table and not as an assassin. They just have a a different job. But he was missing a finger. They're like referees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could have ended with three, but you know, we got four and you guys loved it and so did most people. Listen, world, and it so. ends now, baby. It's done. John, 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 John's dead. Okay, he Count of Reeves is sixty, bro. Let this John man. Wick's chapters are done. Yeah, unless we get a prequel. I feel like you could definitely do. You know how like Jeff Bridges did that show, The Old Man. I feel like you could give it twenty years, like Keanu come back in his sixties. He's like, I didn't actually die. I faked my death John again. Wick five, where he's sixty yeah, exactly. now. Keanu let him 60? come back in his 80s <laughs> and just let him be like, I was living quietly for 20 years and there's this one last thing I need to do before I die. And then he goes on another little rampage and the action is adjusted for an 80-year-old body, but it's still a lot of fun. Oh, did you guys get, when you were watching it, did you get the trailer for Sisu before? No, no, what's that, Sisu? Ooh, we got a trailer for a movie called Sisu that looks so fucking good. It's from, I think, the same team. And it's about like, some guy in like Finland in the 40s and it's just him killing Nazis John Wick style like in the countryside. Wait, no. What's it called? C- Sisu? S-I-S-U. Sisu. Oh, wow. I feel like though in New York it wasn't it, it wasn't so blatant like in this movie that there was just no police in this world. Like this movie it was so blatant. Like they he had a gunfight he had he had multiple gunfights in the streets of Paris in one of the most f- famous sections of Paris for long periods of time and not one police officer showed up and i was like so do the police are they bought off and they're told not to come or do they just not exist i couldn't I, understand in, it in the first movie it's one of my favorite scenes in the first movie jimmy the cop comes over oh yeah 
You know what I mean? He goes to his house and he's like, evening, John. Hi, Jimmy. You working tonight? Yep. Okay. Have a good night. And so it is implied that like, again, in this universe, everyone knows that assassins are like a thing. And I think you just have to extrapolate from that, that it's like in the city of Paris, when that radio broadcast goes off, and they're like, John Wick's got $20 million. Then the police are like, we're taking a night off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm watching the trailer. I think I picked the red band trailer of this movie. Oh man. It, it, this, okay. This, I wasn't expecting this level of violence that fast. Okay. Oh my gosh. I got, These okay, movies I got are to pause so that. violent. Oh my God. I got to pause that. That's, <laughs> Tessa hated it when she watched because we she came and saw John Wick three with us and she was like she could not stand to look she was like he's just killing so many people we're being desensitized that I was like it is it really is yeah I don't know I think that there's look this is for a separate podcast there's a lot we could say about like gun violence and glamorizing violence in movies and TV but I do think that this this like on the spectrum this is so fantastical that it's it doesn't even register as reality do you know what I mean it's like we we might as well be watching like dragons and elves with how unrealistic this world is it's so unrealistic you're right all right well is there anything left to say I feel like we covered it all no let's rate this baby all right well you know Jenner blackfish (laughs) (laughs) right off the bat okay well I didn't say anything yet and usually, I like to set up like the fact. This. Oh, you're right. You go ahead. My fault. It's time for the cause, and we rate and review films that based on how much we liked it or whether or not it. I give it a black cause. Fist okay, but people don't know what that is yet, um, and whether okay, it helped the right. cause of leading actress of color, and if we feel like it fully helped the cause, then we give it a black fist. If we feel like I think it, it fully helps so much. Somewhat helps the cause. We give it a white palm. If we think it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. On the count of three is when we will raise our ratings. So one... I, mean, I already gave it a fist because I think I, I agree with everything two, you said. I I'm just saying. Three. Listen, I'm going to give it a fist. One, I think people need to understand, this movie franchise started by word of mouth, okay? The budget was relatively small. Like, this movie, and I'm saying, I'm about to say the number, and I understand for movies, it is a lot, but for blockbusters, 90 million is not a lot for a fourth movie in a big franchise. This movie worldwide made its money back in the opening weekend. And it's good. Like, I will see, I will probably see this movie again because I just like the action that much. I do. I, 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 you know what it is? I miss, I truly miss hand to hand combat. Like, I think, like, I grew up, like, I think when we grew up, we were growing up, we grew up in a time of like the action hero, but like not in like superhero. So, like, if you watched an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or Sylvester Stallone movie or Wesley Snipes movie or Jackie Chan when it was like, it would be, you know, if it was Arnold, he was lifting up a tank and like punching somebody. If it was like Stallone, Stallone could punch or shoot. Wesley could like fight and kick. And then Jackie Chan was just like giving you hands, you know? And so this feels like a throwback to that age, but just like modernized, which I really enjoy. So for me, I just, I love the raid. You know what I'm saying? Just, just show me, show me how talented the performers you have in this movie are. So yeah, it gets a fist for me. You know, hey, listen, they trying to do if, they, if they're trying to do John Watson, you know, I'm here for it, baby. You know, they're trying to do, they're trying to do Sean, John Brown, okay? You know what I'm saying? John Jones. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> do right, John Braylock, you know, here we go. <laughs> Damn, you're right. Your name is John. Damn. And you spell it different, so that could be a whole different movie. Damn, that's, that's touche. Touche, Bray. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a fist as well because it made so much money and everybody loves it. 
doesn't matter if I like it or not. And I, I like to just... <laughs> well, well, but we're talking about whether or not it furthers the cause, right? Yeah, and I think that it definitely, it, it, you know, I mean, I don't know if this dear Shamir Anderson is, I mean, like, he had a pretty prominent role in a pretty big movie. I would assume this will help his career. Yeah, it was like mostly, you know, you had a lot of um, people of color in the leads of this film, Donnie Yen and Hiro, uh, Hiroyuki and... And then, you know, Lawrence Fishburne reprising his role and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, this was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, uh, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised that we got so many Asian faces in there. And it's a bummer that the other side of that coin means that we also have to, like, kill a bunch of Asian dudes. Because, you know, if we're going to just set the whole thing in Asia, you know, it's like... But that's that's part and parcel with the representation. You need both sides of the coin if you're going to if you're gonna play that coin, you know. So, uh, we got a bunch of Asian faces in there. I feel good about it. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah, man. Can people follow you anywhere? you like to promote um, at Mike Cabalon on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. Bye. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And blackmenpodcast.com is our website where we have links to merchandise and things like that. Also, we have a, a show coming up at, and we have changed the date. It, it is in April. April 26th at, I believe, 8.30 p.m., which is a strange time, but that is what it is. We will be doing Black at the Movies at UCB in Los Angeles. So if you live in Los Angeles, come on out. We'll have a ticket link on our website, but you could also go to the Bright Citizens Brigade Theater website to click on that. And you can follow me at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And James, who isn't here, you can follow at, he changed it, rule of three, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I believe so. Rule of rule, three. Rule, it's, it's rule of three, Inc. R-U-L-E-O-F-3. Oh, and if you rate and review us on iTunes and give us five stars, we'll read your review on the air. This one is from a room non- that says, can I give six stars? <laughs> discovered, <laughs> yes. discovered through Blank Check a month ago and have listened to nothing else since. These guys are so funny that my face sometimes hurts from laughing. Oh my God, the Cats episode. That's a good episode. Then you read that they're intelligent and insightful and use comedy as a vehicle to help people open their eyes to more insidious racism and sexism in movies. Funny and enlightening. Wow, six stars. That's very nice. That's very, very kind. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <coughs> 
What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!